Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome into Coffee Break. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, you can call David at Versant, 459-8565. And we're going to do this morning, uh, well, we're, we're just going to tell you, we're going to stall. Uh, Emily McVeigh from the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area scheduled to be in with us this morning. I actually talked with her uh, last night, so I know she's planning on being in. But the road's out there. Not the greatest. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, it's just a a transportation. Things running a little bit slow for her to get here this morning. But uh, we're going to see if we can't fill for a few minutes and give her a few to get in here. And we'll send it to a commercial break after a couple minutes and give her a couple more minutes. And then uh, let's live radio. We'll figure out what we're going to do after that. If uh, if, if things don't work out, worst case scenario, we're going to uh, reschedule, uh, Emily, because there's always great stuff going on out at the United Way. And they work with so many great partners in our community. It's nice to have them in because they sort of have their fingers and a whole lot of pies. And so one of the things that we wanted to talk about uh, with Emily this morning is, uh, well, you hate to be the bearer of bad news if you haven't uh, realized the calendar, but it's tax season. Uh, so it's a new year, new income tax season. And United Way of the Lewis and Clark area, along with uh, multiple partner agencies uh, that they have, uh, working again to help people out with their taxes. It's uh, it's a little bit daunting sometimes to sit down and look at all those papers. And uh, now a lot of it is online. It can get confusing. And they work to help people work their way through that mess. And there's some free solutions to uh, help you get your refund and uh, keep you in the good graces of the IRS and the Montana Department of Revenue. You certainly don't want to run afoul of those folks. And uh, so last year, that took a little bit of a hit with, with COVID. I mean, they've done this for years, many, many, many dollars coming back into the Helena community. And uh, see, here comes Emily. I, I told you, our, our Greg Pace escorting her back here. Uh, he's security here in the building. And um, Emily making her way into the studio. I knew it would happen. We just had to talk long enough for her uh, to to manage the roads out there. Emily, right. the roads are not great this morning. They are not super great, but luckily <laughs> people are going slow. Luckily or not luckily. Right. Well, that's <laughs> the issue. That people is. are going slow. Um, I was uh, just sort of starting talking about uh, Emily about the idea that uh, it's tax season it again, is. and that's something that the United Way has helped with for uh, for many years. And uh, I, I don't know uh, offhand the number, and I don't know if you do, but it's many, many thousands, probably up over a million. I mean, I don't know. It, it's a lot of dollars that have come back into the community through your help. Yeah, um, we've been doing it, I think, five or six years now um, with this type of service. And on a normal year, not a COVID right. year, we bring back uh, nearly a million dollars in tax credits yeah. to the Helena area. So it's been a huge success. It's really a big deal for the Helena community and, and people, especially senior citizens and uh, families and people that may not know how to access some of those credits that are available to them um, to come in and have somebody with some of that background knowledge be able to um, look at the credits that they're available to them and make sure they get those, um, especially those seniors. There's some rental credits that I didn't even know about till last year um, when United Way started taking on some scanning activities for yeah. the tax season. And so, if you're just doing it yourself, you might not realize all of the, I mean, you, you, 
It might be, I guess, in the end, kind of costing yourself some money just because you didn't know it was there. Right. You're just leaving it on the table, and you know that's where the tax and the government's not going to wave at you and go, "Hey, by the <laughs> way, we we will give you more money if you fill if you check this box." Yeah, those online programs are really helpful, and they will walk you through some of those things. But sometimes, you know, a computer doesn't know things yeah. as well. So it is nice to have that um, in person. Well, as much as in person as we can be with COVID. Um, yeah. Wait, what is that going to look like, Emily? Because last year we, we talked about you've, you've done this, uh, the, the tax help for years. Uh, but then, uh, you know, two years ago, of course, COVID came in and yeah. sort of midway through, I mean, it changed it in the middle. Yeah. Um, and then last year it was here just for the whole thing. And so last year it was really goofy. I mean, do we know what it's going to look like this year? We think we do and it keeps <laughs> that's changing. about the best answer we can have lately as well i think uh, what people sh- need to understand is we are rolling with the changes uh, we we know that we have a, a clinic at good samaritan ministries they were hoping to open yesterday but due to some issues with some volunteers coming from we have use americorps vistas they get trained by rural dynamics out of great falls so we have kids young adults coming from all over the country to Great Falls to be trained to help with this program. And when there's a glitch because of COVID, everything just gets pushed back, which is what happened. So um, like I said, Good Samaritans Ministries uh, clinics were supposed to open yesterday. We're hoping for later this week or early next week. Instead, uh, people are able to uh, make appointments with AARP. They are kicking off. They're doing Saturdays only. So this Saturday will will be their first day that they're taking appointments. And, do you have to helping. be a, a, a member in order to, to do that with nope, AARP? They or? are open to anybody that wants to come get their taxes done there. And it's AARP okay. volunteers and they're doing it at Rocky Senior Center, but they are open to non-senior citizens wow. and non-AARP members. So And they're fantastic can, over there at AARP yeah, Montana. They're yep. really great people. Yeah, they're so helpful and and. Losing them last year, not having a clinic with them, was a huge hit to the tax services. So we're so glad to have them back this year and really glad that all their same volunteers that have been helping all along are getting right back into it. Okay, so some in-person, and and that's what we lost last year was that sit down with somebody and and walk through it. That's what we didn't have. Well, there won't be that still. Not at all. It's still just dropping off and scanning. Okay. Um, so you'll bring all your paperwork, you'll drop it all off. The person there will make sure you have everything you need. So sure. you'll at least have that. So you're not missing things. You'll, they'll say, Oh, you need to bring back X, Y, Z. Um, and you'll do that and then they'll prepare it and then you'll come back and review it. So you do have a couple of in-person times where you're in there making sure everything's correct and, and all of that before it gets filed. It's just not that right there in the moment tax prep mm-hmm. okay. uh, situation this year. So so you do have a little bit of human contact. That's, yes. that's always good because <laughs> yep. there there even is that confusion of well, what, what even do I need? What what do I have to do? Because it can be a little overwhelming. And the list is long. Um, if yeah. you see our flyer, the whole back page, half of it is just the list of things that you need to bring to your meeting. And So it, where do people find that? Like, I, Because that's, I guess that would be the next question of, okay, there's somebody I can meet and bring stuff to what's the stuff right it's um you can find it on the united way website united uwlca.org um you can find it on our social media um we've tried to get it out to all of course you know good samaritan east helena united methodist church rocky mount development council all of those agencies have that list so 
A lot of times when people call for an appointment, we just email them that list. It's the easiest way to say, here's all the things you need. Because there's certain things, if you come and you don't bring your social security card or your photo ID, we can't move forward. Can't go any further. (laughs) So those are really important things to go track down prior to your appointment. Okay. So how do people, they they call to set up an appointment at this point? Yeah. That's the easiest way is just to call the site that you want to use, make an appointment, and uh, you'll get set up that way. And and Good Samaritan is doing theirs on Mondays and Thursdays. East Hill United Methodist Church is February 9th, February 23rd, and March 23rd only. And then AARP at the Rocky Mountain Development Council Senior Center is Saturdays from this Saturday till April 16th. So Okay. And who can, I, I suppose, who can take advantage of that? I mean, are there, uh, are, are, are there sort of guardrails on who can be in those appointments or can anybody do that? Anybody can sign up. Um, there are some circumstances that would mean that you maybe couldn't use the service. If you if you own your own business, you'll need a different level of tax preparer, okay. which they can find through free tax help and um, their clinics. But, you know, sometimes it just means a little more digging on help, have, finding that person that can help you. Okay. Emily McVeigh from the United Way, the Lewis and Clark area, our guest this morning on Coffee Break. And uh, there is, I guess if people don't bring stuff in, do you still have the, the, the free online service as well? Yes. There's actually several ways that you can do your taxes for free online. Of course, we promote the MyFreeTaxes.com. It's hosted by United Way Worldwide, and they partner up with Tax Slayer to do those this year. Um, it is, you do have to go on and get a code. So I always want to let people know that like sign up, go get your code. It takes about an hour for it to be emailed to you. So you're not just sitting there waiting for a code to Sit show down up and, and you're all ready to go. Yeah. You're yeah. geared up, ready to do your taxes. So excited. It and does then... take some, like you got to pump yourself <laughs> up really... and finally go, okay, now I'm doing it. It's like going <laughs> off that high dive for the first time you got it. So that is kind of a bummer. You get ready to do it and then you got to sit and wait. And then you wait for a code. Yeah. yeah. So get the code early, even if you don't use it, no big loss. Um, but there are other ways. If you go to Montana Department of Revenue, they have site um, where you can do your t- taxes for free. And the IRS, if you just go to irs.gov and it's slash filing slash free file, but just go to the IRS site, you'll right. find the free file. They have several different ways. And that's, okay. that's where it's helpful to know. Uh, do you have a 1099 or do you have, you know, different kinds of tax forms require different kinds of free tax help. So um, going through that and finding the right site is important. Yeah. Well, and, you know, getting it done early uh, is important. You know, we, I, I, I'm guilty. I've put it off before just because I just don't want to go through the hassle. Right. But, uh, you know, especially now, I mean, like everything else we've seen, if you've been here locally trying to get license plates for the longest time. I mean, that everybody driving around town with the paper plates because everything got backed up during COVID with, with federal government, that sort of thing. The IRS is really no different. Yeah. They're, they're backed up. They are still paying returns from last year yeah. and it is not going to be better this year. So again, please be patient with your returns. We had um, the final stimulus payment happened in 2021 and all of the child tax credits prepayments happened in 2021. So that is going to be a lot of things to figure out. That's stuff we've never had to deal with while preparing taxes before. And the IRS has to figure all of that out on the back end. So it's going to take some time to get some of these um, filings processed. So yeah. I'm anticipating, you know, we're going to be through the rest of the year before all of the returns are back. So get in and uh, if you're going to take advantage of this, set up your appointment. If you're going to go online, do it quick because the sooner you get in, you're already behind in the line 
from folks from last year. So the sooner you get in this year, you just the sooner it's going to happen because otherwise you're going to be sitting and you're waiting. So uh, get online. There are lots of resources. If if you miss them, you can also get on the uh, United Ways. Uh, is it on your Facebook page? Do you have the information there? Yep, it is. Yep, and okay. our Instagram. Oh, so they're they're on the gram as yeah. well. So uh, find the the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area on uh, on social media, and you can get some of the tax help information. We're going to take a quick break and uh, let Emily actually get settled in here. We just threw her take right behind the microphone, off. and then we'll be back with more on Coffee Break. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back into Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. Emily McVeigh from the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area is with us this morning. And it's been uh, it's been a busy season at the United Way. I mean, is there ever, I suppose, not a busy season? It's always a busy season we always say oh it's our busy season and then we go to the next season and we say the same thing <laughs> there's always something going on there but that, that's because you're just you're involved with so many things and you're involved with people that are involved with so many things and so it just never it never really stops for you no we we try to stay active and we try to stay you know helping our partner agencies and other agencies around town making sure that you know if there's a gap in services it's getting filled or if there's a need we're helping out uh, you know, so we're, we, yeah, we are always in the middle of something. Yeah. Well, in the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area, area is sort of that key word there because you're not just in Lewis and Clark County, you're, you're, you're working in neighboring counties as well. Yeah. We also cover Broadwater and Jefferson counties and, you know, Broadwater County is amazingly busy all the time. They have a lot of their own nonprofits. Um, they've collaborated into one um, called Broadwater Community Social Services. They are one of our partner agencies. And through them, we've been connected with several other nonprofits and the chamber and their business group. And so, you know, we're out um, trying to make connections and, and help that community as well. Yeah. Well, and you do it all with what, like four people in your office? We are actually down to three as of oh, today. Oh, no. So <laughs> I'm rubbing the salt in the wound. No, there's fewer. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, we're you do, do a lot of work with three bodies. Yeah. You do, you do an incredible amount of work over there. And uh, I, I guess something that we've talked about previously on the show is, uh, now now completed at least the uh, a part of it is the point in time survey yes. uh, can you explain to listeners that maybe you've missed that what, what what that was all about so the last thursday of every january around the country there's a project that's completed called point in time survey and that's um, where we literally go out and count the homeless um and that in and that means a lot for our community when those numbers go back up to the federal level that's how they determine how much federal funding comes to montana and then our county and our community so we want to make sure that 
Well, we don't want to make sure that we have a lot of homeless people. We want to make sure that our count is accurate. Mm -hmm. So we're getting the amount of funding that we need to provide the resources to help house people or provide support services, whatever it is that they need, um, so we can try to get them more stable in their situation. And so last Thursday, we had uh, 29 people show up at our office and signed up to go out and and see what you know see what they could see. It's really interesting. Of course, last year we did observational only because of COVID and our numbers were high and we knew that would be different. Um, this year, we had a lot of people go out and not see a lot of people because we've seen such an increase in people living in their cars and living in campers. And we didn't want people going and knocking on doors sure. and just saying, oh, by the way, are you homeless and just living in this camper or car? Um, it's not safe. It's not you know, reasonable to just assume a person is living homeless and, and just living in a mm -hmm. camper. So it was kind of an awkward year, and we're trying to figure out ways to make sense of that. Um, we didn't see a lot, you know, there wasn't a lot of in-person interviews um, that night. We have seen a lot since then because, like, right now Jeff is at St. Paul's United Methodist Church running the showers. Yeah. And uh, last week there were 15 homeless people that came and used the showers and got a donut and got some toiletries and, and then connected to sport services. And so we'll, can, we can continue to count people through the third. So uh, some of those people will get surveyed today. Um, other, you know, other projects that are going on, they're continuing to count um, the people in the community that come in for services. The other part of the count is the sheltered count. So any of our congregate living or transitional living facilities, like the YWCA or Florence Crittenden Home, youth homes, of course, God's Love, um, any of those types of facilities also do a count. So all of those folks will get counted because if they weren't living in those facilities, they would otherwise be homeless. Right. And so those counts go together. They'll get turned into the state, and then um, all of that will get flushed out when we'll get our number much later because we still don't have our number from last year. <laughs> oh, so we're still uh, waiting, yeah. Because yeah. I was going to ask what the timeline is, and it sounds like uh, we I guess we don't know. It's not posted yet. So um, we know we think we know what our number was mm -hmm. last year, what we turned into the state. Um, it was significantly higher than the years before. Um, and, of course, it really varies by the number of volunteers we get and how it's coordinated. So some of that data is only worth what it's worth. You know? So what we know is that we have our case conferencing every week, and we have you know 12 to 30 partner agencies that participate in case conferencing. And um, we have five front doors that sign people up onto the, the HIMIS list, the Housing Management Information System. And we have 100 to 120 people on that list every week, people in our community who are homeless, who were homeless the night before they signed up. They might be staying with a friend or couch surfing or those kinds of things, but they are homeless and looking for housing and they're seeking our help. And uh, so we work together with all of the nonprofits and other agencies in town to help get them housed. And then in the while we're waiting for housing, because we know there's a huge housing shortage, we're connecting them to resources like mental health therapy or child care or job assistance. And, and so we're helping make sure they're connected to the other things they need to help get them stable. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, and we're, we're chatting this morning with Emily McVeigh from the United Way, and uh, you mentioned sort of that uptick in folks living uh, in cars, in, in vehicles, in campers. Is that 
I mean, I guess at least anecdotally, is, is that a statewide trend or a national trend? Is, is that something being seen elsewhere? Or for some reason, are we just seeing that here? No, it's nationally. Okay. Um, we ha- are researching along with some other uh, partner agencies and other United Ways. There's places in other parts of the country who have actually designated like church parking lots mm-hmm. or fields where people can park their campers and cars safely um, and you know, so they know when they leave that there's security for it or they can, you know, they can have a case manager that comes in and helps them get the other resources they need. It is that prevalent that there are agencies just developing whole nonprofits around how to safely provide a space for people to park their campers and cars while they're living wow. in them. Um, otherwise, in the state of Montana, we're seeing it everywhere. We're yeah. seeing the increase of campers, especially um, all over the state of Montana. Um, my own son but cashed out his college fund and bought a camper and put it in my back lot <laughs> so oh, there you go i'm seeing it as close to my own backyard as possible um, yeah you know it's just well they're, i mean they're it, having to deci- decide which bills to pay and yeah. if it's housing or student loans or other things they're they're choosing the camper life or the tiny yeah. home life <laughs> well and even two three five years ago you know finding housing in helena wasn't necessarily easy affordable or otherwise that that certainly is a, a greater issue now, and you have a greater number of people that uh, that are struggling. I mean, the, the the two sides of the scale don't balance out here. Right. Even before COVID, Helena had one of the lowest availability rates of rentals in the entire state of Montana, and that only got worse during COVID. And as much as we see building happening all around us, it just isn't enough. We had a over thirteen percent increase in population last year, so we're trying to keep I up think with the greatest in the state the, yeah, yeah. Um, besides bozeman i think okay. um bozeman's always a little you know a little different but um you know keeping up with the number of people that are coming keeping up with the affordability i mean obviously if you look at the rentals anywhere in helena you just question how anybody could possibly afford to mm-hmm. live here yeah. especially with you know if we've been had we've seen stories where st peter's and carroll college have lost really wonderful candidates that wanted to move here but couldn't find affordable housing. So it's not just the low-income folks that are, aren't are able to afford living here. It's all levels of jobs. We just aren't keeping up with being able to afford um, housing. So Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, I, I suppose with the folks that you did talk to for a point in time, there had to be a significant number of them where COVID played a role in, in their situation. I mean, there's no way that it didn't. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of a lot of families in our community who are homeless now because of COVID. They were just teetering on the edge of of living stably. And when somebody lost their job or the childcare situation changed, they, they lost it all and they're living in their cars. A lot of, you know, we were talking yesterday, a lot of people, the parents are living in the cars and they're finding safe places for their kids to sleep at night. Yeah, uh, Those kinds of situations happen all the time. And yeah, COVID really blew things up for a lot of people that were just really close to the edge of, of homeless anyway. Um, you know, Jeff, like I said, he's at the showers, so he meets people. There, We meet people every week who they've lived in Helena their whole lives. They had good, stable jobs, and a medical emergency um, really just, you know, took away all their savings and their stability, and they're living in their car. Yeah. It's uh, if if people Emily, uh, we got uh, just a couple minutes left. If if people want to help out, I know that's sort of a vague 
uh, ask because we're not asking for one particular, you know, a, a coat drive or, you know, hey, what can people do if they want to help out with this situation? Um, there's lots of projects underway right now and we're in the waiting phases. So if people are interested and they want to be a voice and they want to help us find land for a project mm -hmm. or, you know, we, we have the neighborhood pantry and the backpacks project. You know, if they want to donate an item, they can do that at United Way. If they want to be a part of one of our projects, they can join that committee. It's we don't you know, it's not just agencies that can be a part of it. We have lots of citizens in general that are just interested and want to be a part of that conversation. They, you know, if they're interested, they can go, you know, send a letter, email to the commissioners and voice their support or there's lots of ways they can just give us a call and get involved. Yeah, get a hold of Emily. Say, I want to help. Uh, we've got, uh, Emily, we've got a minute and a half. Not a lot of time to dig in, but there's a kids art project uh, starting here in a couple weeks. Yep. We usually kick it off around President's Day, so that's coming right up. Um, and we target the third to fifth grade classes in the Helena area. So again, Broadwater, mm -hmm. Jefferson County, Wolf Creek, Canyon Creek, Homeschool. Anybody who's interested, if you have a third to fifth grader, uh, they watch the kid president video. And then we ask them to do an art project around giving back or volunteering in their community. We use those art pieces. We vote uh, the winning uh, student get their class gets a pizza party and they, uh, the w top three winners get gift cards to target. So it's kind of fun, um, for them to win something. And then we use their art for public relations and our website and our thank you cards and that kind yeah. of thing throughout the year. Yeah. So, uh, if they want to get involved with that, uh, I suppose information again, like in the first half, uh, available on social media, is that yeah, we've sent stuff out through the school districts, okay. but so if you're a parent and you yeah. uh, have a kid in the, those grades and you go, I wonder if my kid's going to participate in that yeah. this year, you know, uh, give your teacher an ask or give well, give us a call and we'll connect with your teacher and make sure they get all the paperwork. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Emily McVeigh from the United Way of the Lewis and Clark area doing so much uh, in and for our community with not a lot of staff over there. They do an awful lot of work. And so volunteering is absolutely crucial to uh, helping them, helping so many nonprofits in town do what they do. So if, if you're able to uh, to help them out, if you're able to help out in any way, definitely get a hold of the United Way. Look them up on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Not long before Emily's putting out TikTok, I'm sure. That's all the time we have on Coffee Break today. But we'll be back here again tomorrow, and we'll see you then. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.